Welcome, Uina Basin Sports and Sorts. I'm your host, Mark Winterton. Joining me in the show today is August Harrison, former student athlete at Uina High School. Before I get to him, I want to mention the sponsors of our show. Rough Housing Kennels, they specialize in doggy daycare. First day is free, so go allow your dog to get their energy out. Socialize with other dogs, and you can watch your dog play on their live cameras. Uh, go to their website. It's roughhousingkennels.com. That's R-U-F-F-housingkennels.com or call 435-725-DOGS. Also, the Levitt Group Insurance Agency. Colonel and Roosevelt, we are your oil and gas insurance providers. Oil and gas is a specialized market in the insurance world, and that's what we specialize in, so give us a call today. 435-781-0000. You can call me at 435-724-7773. August... Harrison, but your friends call you Gus, so I'm going to call you Gus. Yeah, that works. I don't care. <laughs> uh, you uh, you graduated Uinta in 2020. That is correct. Went off to Northwest College. Mm-hmm. Immediately, let's see, 2020, so you wrestled. I wrestled, the, I wrestled for three years, so I wrestled 2020 and then 2021 and 2022. But the 2020 year was a COVID, COVID year. year. Yeah, so I got a kind of like a red shirt, COVID red shirt, I guess. Did you guys actually get some matches in that year? We got a couple of matches in, but um, we didn't actually end up going to nationals or anything. They didn't, they didn't have any of the postseason stuff. No. They have tournaments? They had a couple. Because I, I mean, I, I can't even remember. I don't know. I, I can't even remember my time during that time, but yeah. I think I wrestled five matches, maybe. That's it? During the 2020 year? Yeah, maybe a little more. I don't remember very much either, but it's all somewhere a, around there. It's all a blur. Yeah, it is a blur. <laughs> all right, and then your 2021, which would have been basically then your freshman year, yeah. in a sense, right? Yeah. How did that go? Um, def- I We had a really small team because after the COVID year, a lot of guys quit, and we had literally like seven guys on our team, so... We had a couple studs, though. Like, the guys that we did have were pretty good. We just, like, didn't have a lot of spots to fill, so. So so after COVID, it all of a sudden, like, you lost all of your athletes. A lot of them, yeah. We lost a lot of firepower. Did, uh, you guys as wrestlers, did you do any, try to do any recruiting as far as, hey, let's get my friends to come up here? Yeah, um, I actually brought in a guy from Duchesne, Riker Blackburn, and he did it a lo- really good for our team. That boosted us a little bit, but that's all I did, honestly. I tried to get more, but it was pretty hard. What are some of the toughest, tougher duels I guess you guys had? Um, some of the tougher teams that you dueled? Western is a pretty tough team from Rock Springs. Um, they won nationals last year, I think. And then they had 10 All-Americans here before, which is crazy. And uh, we had duels against Clackamas, Oregon, and they're always a pretty tough team. And uh, there's a couple of tough teams in JUCO, honestly, but those two are probably two of the toughest that we have dueled against. And uh, your coach has been there and I just know Ziegler has been there for a long time. Yeah, he's been coaching for 30 years. 
30 years. Yes. That is a long time to be at a, a... He obviously is doing a good job, but not good enough to where other big colleges go, hey, re, let's hire him as a coach. Well, he he likes what he does and where he's at in the town he's in. He really likes Pal. In Pal. Yeah. He just... I don't think he'll move ever. How far is that from Yellowstone? About an hour. An hour or so. 15, 20 minutes from Cody. And Cody's right outside of... Yellowstone, it's like on the east entrance. Now, how did you like it? I like it a lot. I mean, you're still there. Yeah. Been- oh, so we'll get back to that. You gave, you had a lot of uh, different things that happened. There was the bear attack last year. We'll, we'll get to that. And now you're coaching. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll, we'll get into that too. Um, all right. So as far as your wrestling season, are you, are you done with wrestling then? I don't think I'm done yet. I'm Decided to just take a year off and kind of step back away from the um, student-athlete kind of thing. But And I wanted to look at it from a coaching perspective. And also I wanted to help the guys that are there. I really like the team that we have now. And a lot of the guys that were I was on the team with last year are back. So, uh, Who from Utah that we might recognize is on the team right now? Um, from Utah. I don't know if we have any Utah guys. Oh. <laughs> Is it, and, and of course it's just a two-year college. Yeah. So, you're getting, you're getting, I guess. Oh, we do, we do have a Utah guy. Jack Lonsbury from Harriman. Okay. I think that's our only Utah guy, though. That's that's it. All right, so the season's begun, and well, and you're coaching. Yeah. What decided you? Why did you want to go into the coaching? Why did you want to stay and coach? Um, like I said, I really like the guys that were there from the team last year, and a lot of the new guys I like a lot too. But I really did just want to look at it from a coaching perspective and help that team out as much as I possibly could. I hate when that. I can't figure out how to silence my computer either. If you know how to do that, does it do it through your mic too? Yeah, like well, it does it through the computer, so it records. Oh, it. okay. But <laughs> <laughs> so, so going back, uh, you wrestle then a lot. Do a lot of live wrestling in your room with the with the wrestlers. Yeah, I wrestle a lot with the guys, trying to stay in shape. Yeah, for if you do decide to wrestle again yeah and uh it's really good because we have a national champion that returned last year Aziz Fazilayev he's from Uzbekistan mm-hmm. and he is phenomenal like he makes me look stupid on my feet and S- similar weight he's yeah he's wrestling 84 this year I weigh around 175 right now I'm fat <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm a lot fatter. I usually wrestle 57 so I mean I cut down to 57 but still so are you wrestling him a lot then in the room? I re- Yeah, I probably wrestle him the most, but he really likes to wrestle me too just because of how funky I am and unorthodox. But Yeah, you're crazy on your feet. I'm kind of crazy everywhere, I guess. But <laughs> Well, he, you've just got different hips. Yeah, he kind of puts a stop to a lot of my stuff. But I, I can sometimes take him down, but he gets me a majority of the time. <laughs> so after this year, you're going to coach – after this year, if you do go back to wrestling, are you looking at what other colleges are you looking at? 
Um, I'm looking at a couple of NAI colleges. Uh, there is at least one in Nebraska, one in Kansas, and one in Minnesota. I'm looking at. Are you looking at specific colleges for programs where um, the degrees that you're going to be going into? Um, kind of. More of the wrestling aspect. I'm looking for good teams with good guys on it that I can wrestle with. And for those of you guys that don't remember Gus, you're quite the hip thrower. I like throwing. You love to throw. And <laughs> you're fun to throw, and you could throw from anywhere. And just, to, you know, it was like, here comes the throw. Yeah. In fact, you'd watch video that your dad would record, and he's like, oh, he's going to throw him. <laughs> and then I throw him. And it was fun. But, um, and I don't remember specifically, how, was you, how did you finish off your high school career? Um, my senior year, I had a lot of really good wins, and I ended up winning state my, yeah, in 2020 and winning the Outstanding Wrestling Award because I pinned and teched everybody in the state bracket. Oh, at state? Yeah. Okay. W- record for your senior year? Do you even remember that? I don't really remember it. I'm probably somewhere around like 42 and 5. But had a phenomenal senior season. Yeah. And so then you go up to Northwest College, and then how did you finish up with your three years, but really just two years? Um, so the two years that I actually did wrestle, I tore my LCL in my left leg my first year. Oh, Didn't wrestle half the season. Came back, won some good matches, and then I had nationals. I choked. <laughs> but then the next year, I tore my LCL in my right leg, and then oh. couldn't wrestle another half year. And then I... Beat a couple kids that ended up all Americaning and getting a lot of good wins, but again, just well, that's tough coming back from injuries, especially something like that. Yeah, it it's different because you really don't have a full year of experience under your belt, and you just like you try to work out, but it's hard. All right, so let's um, let's talk about the bear attack that happened last October. Yeah, October fifteenth. Of 2022. Yes. And you guys were out shed hunting. Yeah. And maybe many of you have heard this story, but there were four of you. Yes. All wrestling buddies that were going to Northwest College. Yep. Uh, And you guys had split off into twos, right? Yeah. We split off into twos about like five hours into our shed hunting trip. So you guys were just out hiking. Just hiking the mountains. And you'd you'd probably knew, I mean, obviously bears are probably prevalent up there, so. Yeah, they're very prevalent up there, actually. So did you guys take anything to specifically plan if you encounter a bear? Um, I knew, I think either Brady or Kendall had a can of bear spray, and I had my 9mm. Okay. And you were with, but who who were you paired off with? I was paired off with Oren Jackson, and he's from Greeley, Colorado. So you and Oren had separate had separated from Brady and Kendall. Yeah, and uh, and then Brady and Kendall are the ones that encountered the bear. Yeah, how far were you when it happened? Apart, um, we were like almost straight vertical from each other, probably about half mile, but it's like the elevation is makes it a big difference. Like right. I'm talking about half a mile above us, not like away from us, you know. Oh, okay. 
up. Yeah, up. So they were high? Yeah, they were higher up on the mountain because right before we split off, they wanted to go back across because we just barely came across the top side of the mountain and they wanted to go back through a patch of trees where we found a couple of sheds. Uh-huh. And I decided I would go down the bottom part with Orn and go across and see if we could pick up any down there. So did you hear something happen? No. Could you hear him? No. So how did you first know that the attack had happened? So I remember as we were coming down the mountain, I remember watching them, and we'd slowly watch them, and they eventually disappeared into the trees. And as we get to the bottom, I I forgot why, but I called them, and neither one of them answered their phones, but I wasn't too worried about it, really, because I knew they knew what they were doing, and they're, they're big mountain guys. They're always hiking the mountains, so I wasn't really worried about it. And as we're getting to the bottom, or coming over this hill, and getting to the bottom of it, and we hear, like, a help, mm. like, coming about from where we last saw them. And, and so was that Brady yelling for help? That was Brady, yeah. At that point, had did Brady have Kendall? No. He had he had left Kendall? Mm-hmm. So you, did you guys all ran to find Kendall then? No. So... Brady came down the mountain and he was on the phone with 911 as he was coming down the mountain and his, he's holding his arm and his arm's like dangling down. It's clearly broken. It's broke. Yeah. And you could just see in his eyes, his eyes are huge and there's just like, you could tell something happened. And as he gets down, he wouldn't tell us what was happening until he actually got down to us. But I think his brain was just kind of everywhere. He was in shock. He was totally in shock. I mean, and... You don't know how you're going to react no. until you're in that situation, right? No. And he was on the phone with 911, and he got down to us, and then he told us that they just got attacked by a grizzly bear and that Kendall was still up there, and he initially told us that uh, Kendall's dead. If grizzly bear has got Kendall, he's mm-hmm. dead. And me hearing that, I'm, I'm kind of freaked out. I've been, I've been rooming with Kendall for two years in a row now. Like, he's been my roommate. Uh-huh. You guys are pretty close. I'm really good friends with Kendall. I'd consider him my best friend, but me hearing that, I'm like, oh, no. Like I, that, I'm going to go get him. I'm literally, yeah, I'm going to go get him. Better alive. So you, I mean, did you take off like a, like, well, like, right like after immediately that, you like, just take off running up the mountain? How did it? So, yeah, pretty much I started running up the mountain. Oren go with you? Oren was trailing behind me. Um, he was trying to, he was like, he was, was trying like, to caught between like, yeah. do I stay with Brady or do I go with you? Pretty much. He kind of stayed in between while trying to follow me too. But I was def- I was just full sprinting up the mountain. So how did you know where to go? I just went up to where I saw Brady coming down the mountain. Okay. And I just started yelling for Kendall, hoping... For a response. Time frame, obviously, is probably really hard to remember exactly, but how long did it take you from that point to find Kendall? Only, I'd only say a couple minutes, within five, about around five minutes. Were you worried about coming across the bear? I'm guessing you had your nine out. <laughs> so, funny story. <laughs> um, when we... Got to Brady, and he told us that they got attacked by a grizzly bear. I told Orin, 
I said, grab, because I had the pistol right in my bag, in my backpack, and I had it all strapped up. And I said, Orin, will you grab the nine out of my bag? And so he grabs it. And then he tells us that Kendall's up there and Kendall's dead. And so I just started running up the mountain. And you didn't <laughs> even take the nine? No, Orin still had my pistol. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah, kind of silly of me, but... What was going through your head? What are you? What are you thinking? What am I going to find? Like you, you, you know, your mind's going crazy as far as what am I going to find? Might find this. Yeah, I, I really thought I was just going to find my friend dead, honestly. But that was my goal at the same time was just to find him. But now you might encounter a bear that's getting lunch. Yeah, and I thought about that too, but <laughs> I just hoped I wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> A lot of faith there. Yeah, I guess so. All right. So you so you get to Kendall. You find Kendall. I do find Kendall. So Kendall actually was able to get onto his two feet and make his way pretty far down the mountain. So he's walking before you, before you get to him. Yeah, when I find him, he's on his two feet walking to me. Okay. Huge relief. Huge relief. I mean, he's... Drenched in blood from head to toe. And his, like, cheek is literally hanging off his face. Like, there's just skin hanging off everywhere. I mean, I'm, I think he's going to die in my arms. Because it's just how much blood I see. Right. And from there, you carried him? So, I, yeah, I kind of threw his shoulder over me. And I carried him down to where uh, Brady and Orrin were. And then he's he told me he needed to sit down. So I set him down and I... Pulled down his shirt, checked if he had any wounds on his neck and any, like, serious injuries. Um, I knew that his left side was busted up because I initially I grabbed his left arm and threw it over me. He's like, no, 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 no. Oh. So I knew his left side was pretty chewed up. And obviously his head was chewed up as well. All right. So you guys got it. but And I'm just going to jump through this because... We don't have too much time on our show, but how did this affect um, your outlook on not just wrestling, but life? Um, so something like that, I wouldn't ever think would have happened before. But now I just realize like things like that do happen and they can happen at any moment. So... Yes, you could just live your life the best you can to the fullest, but. Well, and not even something like that. It's like even car accidents, right? Anything catastrophic. Yeah, like anything catastrophic that you could lose a life. Like even like, I don't know, maybe a meteor could fall out of the sky and hit you. I mean, chances are low, but I was reading something like, Getting attacked by a grizzly bear and surviving is like a one in a million chance. Think it, you don't take life for granted. No, don't take life for granted. Do you, do you have a different outlook on life and you wake up every morning? Does that does that specific event you think of? Is there a day that goes by you don't think about it? Mm, I think about it a lot. I mean, I'm still with Kendall. Kendall's wrestling this year. And I'm still really good friends with him, obviously. But it's on his face. 
He has scars all over his face. I do think about it a lot. But it's... I don't know. How did it affect the wrestling season after that? Well, Kendall and Brady were not able to wrestle for, like, all of the season. Brady ended up eventually coming back, and he All-American at Nationals, which is huge. That was awesome. Kendall wasn't able to wrestle because he was in much more of a critical condition, but he was wrestling this year, and he's doing good. Do you th- uh, how do you put this? But and and obviously, I mean, he's a good friend of yours. How has it affected his life? He he's able to function a hundred percent now, or is yes. there any? With his body, yes. I mean, so on his left arm, the bone was, I mean, the muscle was taken off of the bone. And so his muscle, like, kind of formed a little weird. And I I think it works a little bit differently than what it used to. But other than that, he is at 100%. How, how has that affected him? Like, just in life? Um, I don't know, because he... He's pretty he's very humble about it. He acts like the same kid as he did before. <laughs> it shows his resilience though, right? Yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, to be able to go into something like that and then come out and I guess back to back to normal. Same old Kendall. Is there, is there some joking about it? I mean, you guys at this point you do you joke about I mean, it's you a year removed. Yeah. I, there's definitely some jokes about it. I mean, we talk about ended up like grizzly bear crap and <laughs> stuff like that. I mean, we tell a lot of funny jokes about it. Do you still go shed hunting? Yeah, it doesn't stop us. Do you change? Uh, has there anything changed as far as your process of what, how you do that? Go about it. Um, definitely bringing a gun and bear spray. And definitely being more careful about my surroundings because when we were up there, there was grizzly bear scat piles everywhere. And the, I mean, the wildlife people told us that there was around 10 grizzly bears just in that area we were in. And so we actually just went back up there on the 15th of October this year. Same place. Same place. So we're filming a documentary on it. Oh. And while we were up there, I mean, there's grizzly bear tracks everywhere. There's grizzly bear poop everywhere. Like, I don't know how we weren't more careful about our surroundings because they were everywhere right there. So when is this documentary going to So we just filmed the first part of our documentary, and we will be filming our second part in spring. We're going to Alaska and getting, like, really close with a bunch of the bears up there with some bear professional, Casey Anderson, who raised a grizzly bear his whole life, multiple bears. And he's done this his whole life, just gone and look at grizzly bears up close. So who's going into filming? What do you mean? <laughs> you guys are doing a documentary. Like, who who came up with this idea to do the documentary? Oh, so or were you approached by someone then? We were approached by somebody, funny story, we were at a celebrity golf tournament thing um, earlier this year in the summer, 
And I don't know if you know Kyrie Peterson. He does this. He <laughs> he gets stung by like oh yes wasps and yeah. stuff. Coyote. Yeah. yeah. So we met him and talked to him about it. And then he came back to us and wanted to do a documentary about it, a big documentary, and got like Bear Grylls as a crow producer. That's awesome. This is, is going to be super fun then. It'll be super fun. I mean, I've never been to Alaska, so that would be really cool. And so that's happening this spring? Yeah, and then it should be finished, um, I think, in the summer next year. That's cool. Fun stuff. Yeah, it, it's been awesome. The first part we filmed was really cool. It was really cool to go back up there and look at the actual site that w- was attacked and go like pretty much relook at everything and get a better memory. I mean, having that crazy experience that's really going to shape your life forever. Like you say, you there's not really a day goes by that you don't think about it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not every day or anybody that just gets attacked by a grizzly bear. I mean, Kendall was mauled twice by the bear within 10 minutes. The bear mauled him, went away, circled back, mauled him again. Oh. And then left, buried him and left. It buried him? It threw, yeah, it threw dirt on him, so that pretty much means it's going to come back and eat him. Oh. So. Wow. Yeah. What an experience. Gus, thanks for stopping in. Yeah, dude, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Um, good luck. Uh, and coaching, coaching, there's there's kind of such a, I don't know how to ex- describe it. It's... um. It's a thankless job, but at the same time, it's very rewarding. Yeah, it is very rewarding in the fact that you know that you can help these kids, making them better at what you love doing by showing them what you know and what you've been taught over the last years and then being able to watch them go on the mat and compete and win. It's an awesome feeling. Well, if you don't continue to coach, you can always come back and ref with me. I thought I thought about <laughs> refing too. Hey, it's always you know it's seeing the different aspect of the sport. It's great. Yeah, it wouldn't be bad to see like every aspect of the sport. Honestly, oh yeah, makes you better. And that's kind of in life, right? We want to see different aspects in life. We want to have different adventure, not not be attacked by a bear. But yeah, definitely not wanting to get attacked by a bear. But all of those experiences help to shape who we are. Yeah. Still alive today. Still kicking. Still kicking. Hey, again, Gus, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Unibasin Sports and Sorts is sponsored by Levitt Group Insurance Agency of Vernal and Roosevelt. Personal auto, homeowners, business insurance. We specialize in the oil and gas industry. Workers' compensation and bonding. Call us at 435-781-0000. Or you can call me at 435-724-7773. And Roughhousing Kennels. Let your dog get rid of their zoomies at Doggy Daycare. Go to roughhousingkennels.com or call 435-725-DOGS for more information. Sports and Swords with Mark Winterton on News Talk 104.5 FM and AM 920 KVEL.